Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Today, are you ready for the Word? All right, come on now. You ready for the good Word of God? All right. Well, um, before we get to my notes, in case people upstairs and, you know, the people all over the, uh, the place, you may already have my notes up. Some of you do. A lot of you do. Um, in fact, you know, uh, a few thousand uh, pastors every month go to our website, EZ, that's an E and a Z, ezsermons.com, and uh, they bring up the notes so that they can follow along and so that they can also preach things. I mean, a few thousand all over the world. Not, not too many of those in the U.S., but places like, uh, you know, even Switzerland. Can you imagine churches in Switzerland, their pastors, uh, you know, looking at our notes so that they can come up with something to, uh, to, uh, to, to uh, preach or better understand a topic? That's one of the reasons why I write my notes out like I write them out and have been doing this for all these many, many decades. But uh, at any rate, uh, those of you that may be ready with my notes, I don't think I'm going there. <laughs> I got something else on my heart this morning. I think, I think today we're going to look in Matthew, the 11th chapter. Uh, something got on my heart about 3.30 this morning, and uh, I, I just began to seek the Lord and just uh, open my heart up to what God was saying. And down there while we were praising and worshiping, I was just saying to the Lord, Lord, you know, what should I do? Where should I go, Lord? Uh, and I believe Matthew, the 11th chapter, ought to, ought to start us off on saying what's on my heart. Somebody, somebody needs to be saved today. And it's that important to God. It's so important to God that someone be saved today that he's willing to let you hear this word even if you don't need it. Maybe you can repeat it to someone else. I encourage you when you come here to get two things. Number one, get some bread to eat. Number two, get some seed to sow. You need to leave here every week. Every time you come, you need to leave with something for yourself and something that you can give to someone else because that's the nature of what God wants for us. But this morning, if you would, I'm going to ask you to simply listen and open up your heart to what the Word of God is going to say to us today because God is reaching out not just to the lost but also to the saved who need something from Him. There are only two ways that you can get to heaven. You might say, hold on. I know Pastor Vaughn right now, his brain is spinning because he's thinking there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you there are only two ways that you can get to heaven. Both of them are Bible ways. Well, you know, so I didn't know about that second one. Well, let me tell you, the number one primary way to get to heaven is to be perfect. That'll get you to heaven. Just ask Jesus. Okay? 
We don't preach much about that. Why? Because you don't qualify. (laughs) You've already messed up. You've already exempted yourself from being labeled by God as perfect. And what you have done in life, thought, word, deed, you know, desire, puts you in a category of having sinned, of having become a sinner, which you were born into sin. But let's take that out of the picture for just a moment. And let me tell you that there are two ways to get to heaven. Number one is to be perfect. But as I said, you are not. And because you are not perfect, you go through turmoil in life. You go through fear that you would not have if you were perfect. You go through worry. You experience loneliness. Every one of you has experienced fear and every one of you has experienced loneliness. Every one of you have been disappointed at some point in your life because we do not live in a perfect world. You are not perfect. Your spouse is not perfect. Your children aren't perfect. Your parents aren't perfect. Your neighbors aren't perfect. Your employer's not perfect. I'm not, your pastor's not perfect. And because of that, we all experience heavy burdens. We experience not only our sin and the results of our sin, we experience separation from others because of our sin or because of their sin. And what we experience in separation is so not the will of God. But we feel separated, sometimes isolated. Sometimes you have felt condemned. You have felt uh, critical of others. Every one of you have felt that someone has been critical of you. Someone has been unfair in their assessments of you. Someone has misjudged you. Someone has has, has not accepted you. You have all felt the same thing because it is the outcroppings of this world we live in, this world of sin. And we as sinners experience the fruit of this sin that we were born into. You cannot go through this world without sin. As I said, there are two ways to get to heaven. One of them is to be perfect. But you've missed that boat. The other way and the only other way is to be perfected by someone who is perfect. To be perfected. And that's what Jesus Christ offers. A world of sinners 
a world of lonely, hurting people who are afraid, who have done things that have brought separation in their lives, who have, have had others do things that disappointed. This is what we hope. It's the only hope we have. Let me tell you the difference today between heaven and hell. And if possible, my hope is that I could scare the hell out of you. This world is a corrupt place that we cannot depend on. But this world has nothing on hell. Hell is a place of torment. For those of you that have been here in this church for, you know, I'm in my 33rd December. You might have heard me preach on hell one time. I'm not even sure if I have. Because I believe in the good news. I preach on heaven a lot. But let me go ahead and share some bad news that came upon my heart last night. Is that people are dying and going to hell and they don't know where they're going. They don't understand what lies at the end of the road for them. They don't understand how critical it is that they be perfected before they leave planet earth. Hell is a place of torment. A place of fire, a place of separation, a place of anguish, a place of fear. It's a place that lasts for eternity. It was never created with man in mind. The Bible says that hell was created for the devil and his angels. But the Word of God also says that hell hath enlarged herself. Why? To accommodate the souls of men and women who refuse to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and be perfected. God will not allow sin into the next world. He will not allow flesh into heaven. He will not allow sin into that new perfect world that he tells us about in the book of Revelation and throughout the scriptures. He cannot afford to let sin or sinners into that world. Why? Because it would end up just like this one. So he has made a dividing line and he has offered every person a chance to make their decision and it is your decision. I have made my decision I have decided that I am not going to hell. I am going to make Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of my life. And I am going to allow him to perfect my soul, to save my soul, to cleanse my sin, to forgive me and to teach me as I walk in this world so that I can be a light to others and influence others and show them the peace that I have, the joy that I have, the hope that I have, even in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. Jesus, Son of God, came to earth to save sinners. That's what I was. 
He is working on me. The Lord says, the, 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 the psalm says, that God will perfect that which concerns you, providing you give him the opportunity. He is knocking on the door of hearts today. He's knocking on the door of lonely hearts. He's knocking on the door of hearts that are afraid. He's knocking on the door of hearts that are disappointed. He's knocking on the door of hearts that are grieving. He's knocking on the door of hearts that feel all by themselves like nobody else knows what I'm going through. He is knocking on the door of hearts today. And what he wants to do is come in and be your friend. Be your Lord and be your Savior. It's not hard to lay it down and let Him come in. It's not hard. In fact, one of the most difficult things about being saved is how easy it is. People often don't value things that are so easy. People often don't appreciate something that is free. But let me tell you today, there is no way to earn this perfection. There is no way to purchase it. There is no way that you can get to the place where you deserve it other than the loving Almighty God who created us decided that He was going to purchase us, that He was also going to offer us a free gift of salvation if we would but call upon His name. This is serious. It is vital. It is important to God. He gave His only Son on the cross of Calvary so that we would not have to spend eternity in hell where the Bible says the worm does not even die and there is torment and anguish eternally. Rather, God has prepared a place for us. And the place He has prepared for us is given freely to us. What does God expect of me? If He is going to bring me into His kingdom, He expects me to be born again. He expects me to be born of His nature and not this worldly nature. He expects me to trust Him and to give my life to Him. He does not expect perfection from me. He does expect me to allow Christ to perfect me. I am not perfect, but I am perfected in Christ. You have a chance today. In the 11th chapter of Matthew, in verse 28, Jesus said this, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, he said, it's an act of our obedience. It's an act of our submission. It's an act of our will. It's a choice that we make, and it's the choice that belongs to you. Last week, I talked about 
pro-choice. How that God is pro-choice. He has given everyone a choice. Which one of you would like it if God took away all your choices? Could he force you to be saved? Could he force you? Could he, could he in some way twist your arm? Or could he in some way you know, uh, 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 hold you at gunpoint and force you to give your life to him? No. You might do it outwardly, but not one of us, not an angel, and not a man and not even an animal does well with someone trying to force them to do something. God has given us one of his God qualities. And one of his God qualities is choice. He chose to love me. Jesus chose to be born on earth. He chose to live a sinless life. Do you know that he is the son of God? He was the son of God before he was born in that manger. He was the son of God before he was water baptized in the Jordan River. He was the son of God before he went to the cross. He was the son of God before he took the keys of death and hell from the devil. He is the son of God before he was resurrected. He did not have to come to planet earth. He chose. To come here by choice we have been given a God quality there is no other way there is no other name do not believe those who would tell you that good people go to heaven they don't there are a lot of good people on their way to hell you might say that sounds unfair and I don't want to serve a God that way. That's your choice. But you're in for a rude awakening. An awakening that actually you will never sleep again. A nightmare that will last for eternity. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, your soul in torment forever. I want to make it as graphic as I possibly can because it is real. And we need to make sure that people do not escape their opportunity to make a choice and invite Jesus Christ into their life. Come to me, he said, all you who labor and are burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Why would we put his yoke upon us? He's talking to people who have come to him. He's talking to people who have given him their lives. Then that next step is to take his cross. To take up our cross. To take up the yoke of Christ. And learn from him. Learn that he is gentle. That he is lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. How many nights will you go without rest? How many days will you go without peace? 
How many days and nights will you live in torment and frustration, in aggravation, being upset by all the things around you, which things have always been and always will be in this corrupt world? How many sleepless nights, how many aggravating conversations, how many frustrated days will you spend? Take his yoke upon you and learn from him. He is gentle and he is lowly of heart and you will find rest for your souls because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Verse 30 says, his yoke is easy. Again, perhaps that's one of the most difficult things about salvation is God made it so easy. He made it so easy that anyone can do it. Today, do not harden your heart against God. Do not harden your heart so that the word that you are hearing today, so that the seeds of God's holy word just bounce off of your heart. Do not harden your heart, the Bible says, for today is the day of salvation. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, if you are not sure you are on your way to heaven, then today, what would it hurt to call upon his name to come to him. He's put the burden upon you. It's your choice. He came all the way from heaven. The least you can do is reach out to him. For those of you who have been born again, let me tell you his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He needs you. He needs you to learn from him. He needs you not only to recognize him as the savior of your soul, but also as the Lord of your life. Because you can be saved and still be lonely. You can be saved and still be afraid. You can be saved and still refuse to let Jesus command your life, to harness your thoughts. Today, every one of us need to make sure that we have given our lives to Christ so that we will not live as frustrated as those who do not know Christ. Rather, we can be a light shining in this darkness with some joy, with some peace that passes understanding. My birthday was last week. Early in the morning on my birthday, I asked the Lord for four things. I said, Lord, today my prayer is that you would find me on my knees today praying to you, calling upon your name and interceding. Well, I got that one done. In fact, I got it done twice. The second thing I said to the Lord is, Today, Lord, I want you to find me lifting up my hands and worshiping you today. It was my birthday. What a better birthday present 
for me, then I could find myself on my knees before my Savior, before my Lord, the one who gave his life for me, the one who freely chose to come and unburden me of my sins, the one who went into the bowels of the earth for me, the one who my sin separated him from God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because you have become sin by choice. That day, my father found me lifting my hands and worshiping him, not just once, but just calling out unto him. You know, it wasn't because everything in the world is okay. It wasn't because everything was just like I wanted it, but it was because he is just what I need. He has been for me everything I, I could not imagine from where I was to where I am, oh, God has been good to me. A third thing I ask him for is, oh, God, I pray today, Lord, that I would get to preach the word of God extemporaneously. That means that I don't have to have notes because there is a world of preachers out here all over the world that, that uh, need some notes and need some help because they can't get to Bible school and, and, and they just felt called and some of them don't even have a Bible. And, they, and, and, and so I meticulously write out my notes in, in, in narrative form and, 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 and have offered them to God as he shared with me years ago that if I would give him something to work with, he would make it a blessing to others. And so I've been very, very good about that. But that's not me. Me is, 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 is just getting to, you know, uh, you know, extemporaneously, you know, share from revelation or prophecy or, or, or knowledge, uh, you know, doctrine. I, but I said to Lord today for a birthday present, Lord, I would like to get to share the word just from my heart. Well, do you know what happened? My birthday was Tuesday. I got to do that at my Tuesday morning here. I just got up and opened up the word of God and just preached my heart out. I thank the Lord so much for that all day. And then about 4.30 in the evening, I got a phone call. One of the ladies in our church, Susan Creel, that, that, runs, uh, that, 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 that leads our ladies' Bible study on Tuesday nights, called me and said, I can't make it there tonight. Uh, you know, what do you want me to do? The ladies, it was a question and answer night, and ladies are going to bring questions. And I said, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I've never done it before, but oh, I'll do it. She said, well, we could postpone it. I said, oh, no. You know, it was a birthday gift from heaven. I didn't even tell her. I said, I said, yes, I got to come up here and sit next door with a whole group of ladies that, that ask questions, you know, for a couple of hours, just asking question after question. And I got to just pour out from the Word of God extemporaneously, and I just, oh, I just went home rejoicing. God is good to us. A fourth thing I said, Lord, I want you to see me praying on my knees, lifting my hands and worshiping. I want to preach extemporaneously. And Lord, today, I want to lead someone to Christ. For my birthday, I got to lead two people to the Lord that day. And I got to... And I got a third one on the hook. 
Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good to us. He hears our cry. He answers our prayer. What is it that you want? I want to take up my cross. Take his yoke upon me. If you're born again, that's not where you end with Jesus. That's where you start. Because not everyone knows Christ. Today, if you would open your heart to Christ. Perhaps you're watching maybe for the very first time or, or maybe you've been you know, searching the internet and looking for answers. Maybe you didn't realize how critical it is that you be born again. But that's what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. You must be born again. Nicodemus was a good man. Nicodemus was a leader in the church. Listen to me. Some of you church leaders sitting at home, hadn't got to go to church for a while. Are you saved? Some of you deacons, are you saved? Some of you preachers, are you saved? Have you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Water baptism won't fix it. Trying to do better won't fix it. You must be born again. You must. There are only two ways to get to heaven. One of them is to be perfect. And I believe we have established you're not. The only other hope we have is to be perfected and that only happens in Christ come into Christ are you really saved not just do you know the songs not just have you read your Bible not just do you go to church but have you asked personally ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins and to save your soul. Would you right now pray with me? You can pray right where you are. Pray with me right now and let's get this settled. It's free. He said, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what the scripture says. Today it's important. Someone needs to be born again. Someone. Perhaps it's you. Pray with me right now. Just say this with me. God, come on, just say this with me. God, I believe that you love me I know that I am not perfect I want to thank you for sending your son to give his life as a sacrifice for my sin right now I ask you to forgive me and send Jesus into my heart Jesus be my Lord be my Savior. I receive you. I accept you as the Son of God and as my Savior. 
Teach me how to live. Restore me. Strengthen me. And make me a light. Shining in this crooked world. Fill me with your spirit. And teach me what I need to know. I accept you. And today, I give you my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, if you prayed that prayer sincerely, you are born again. You're free from sin. You have been saved by the power of Jesus Christ. You have stepped into His perfection. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.